Bretto, after eight years of wellness summits, the 2021 Wellness Summit on Saturday, June 26th will be our last one. Last ever Wellness Summit. And this is not like the last, last ever Wellness Summit. This one actually will be the last ever Wellness Summit, Marcus Pierce. <laughs> not a John Farnham last ever. <laughs> not a John Farnham. This is it. This is going to be it. It's going to be massive. It is the last one after eight years, after nine summits. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a great opportunity to say farewell, to say thanks, to celebrate what has been an amazing wellness summit. But I think more importantly, a great time and a great opportunity to deliver some wonderful health and wellness content to the world at a time when I think they absolutely need it most. Saturday, June 26th, purely digital event. There are no borders. Wherever you are in the world, you can join your favorite wellness couch presenters, Kim Morrison, Brett Hill, Jason Witten, Bridget Wood from Nourishing the Mother, Paul Thompson, Andrea Huddleston from Wellness Women Radio, Joe Witten, Cindy O'Meara, the entire Wellness Couch team. We cannot wait to join and, you. And Marcus Pierce. Marcus, Marcus Pierce, Pierce, that guy, that guy. June 26th, it's all day Saturday. It's one big wellness fest, 97 bucks. brought to you by Positive Mentor. Tickets and details at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and today I'm finally getting someone on who can answer all these questions you keep throwing at me around shoes. Um, I don't have time um, or the know-how or the fashionista kind of vibe to (laughs) give you all this info you want about barefoot shoes. So today, I'm fortunate enough to have with me Anya (laughs) Jensen from Anya's Reviews. So we're going to go through uh, all the questions you guys have been asking about uh, barefoot shoes and, yeah, and and start trying to palm off some of these questions you are you guys keep sending me and, and give you somewhere where you can go and look at uh, for more of these answers. So welcome, Anya. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. Thanks for being here. It's, it's always fun trying to tee up these interviews across the world with time zones. So I appreciate you putting this time aside for me. So to get started, can you just give us a bit of a, a backstory? You know, how did you get into reviewing shoes? Um, you know, you obviously, for those of you who don't know Anya, she reviews barefoot shoes. Um, like website's awesome. There's lots of great info and reviews and um, just, yeah, you need to check out a website, which we'll talk about later on if you are looking for any sort of info around barefoot shoes. So how did you get into wearing barefoot shoes? What was life like before that? Um, yeah, what's, what's your backstory? So I was put into orthotics at the age of nine. So I was, I was a, just a kid and I was in supportive footwear all the way through adulthood until after I had my second child, I had some really severe foot pain. And um, I went to the podiatrist and uh, was diagnosed with a few things. Um, my big toe wasn't moving properly and I had some bone swelling and um, I went through kind of the whole gamut of like the thickest possible, stiffest possible shoes that I could find and the custom orthotics. And a year later, I was not in any better shape at all. I was actually really struggling with my mobility. So um, it was my friend who introduced me to Katie Bowman, who you had on your podcast a, a little while ago. I'm yeah. a huge fan of her. So my best friend introduced me to Katie Bowman and then the thought that maybe I was actually, my problem was actually that my feet were really weak and from decades of being in supportive footwear that was not letting me use my muscles. Um, so I started putting in the work to strengthen my feet. I got some ultras, 
which have a nice wide toe box so that my big toe wasn't being smushed anymore. <laughs> and um, over time, it actually took me about a year, but then eventually I was able to completely throw away my orthotics and my supportive shoes. And I have not worn a single arch support or a, a single heeled shoe for about four years now. Um, so I'm all in because I was in so much pain before that just the contrast, you know, I'm just like 100% barefoot shoes or no shoes unless I absolutely have to. Um, then I, that's what I wear. And it has made a really big difference for me really from the ground up. So I got into the reviewing part of it because I am a normal person. I, I am sort of athletic, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, I'm not a clinician. I'm not an athlete. Like I do normal stuff. I don't want to be wearing Vibram five fingers all day, every day. Um, and so I was doing my own research for finding these shoes and kind of in like the corners of the internet, you know, where can I find shoes that will be good to my feet? They won't put me back to where I was pain wise, but still fit into my normal life. And I kind of just by my own research started developing these lists and then I started sharing them with people. And then over time I realized there are actually a lot of people who want to know about them and that's how Anya's Reviews was born, just putting them in one place so that people could find shoes that for reasons that I still don't understand are hard to find. Shoes that are completely flat, that have a wide toe box, and that are flexible. And you don't see it when you walk into the store, you don't see it when you browse online. You know, comfort footwear is defined completely differently by the mainstream. So that's the need for work like mine and work like yours is because it's not readily available. So, um, so Anya's Reviews is, is reviewing shoes for practical reasons, but it's also just trying to spread the word as much as possible that you may not be seeing it when you go shoe shopping, but healthy footwear is out there and you know, here's what to look for and here's how to find it. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, there's, it's, it is so hard to find. Um, I mean, I'm in the industry, right? Like, and there's still brands that I'll see you, you know, pop up on your Instagram or, or whatever and that I haven't heard of. You know, it's, sometimes it's really hard to track these little brands down mm-hmm. because they're little in the scheme of some of the big brands that have these huge marketing dollars and have, um, you know, other industries and medical professions backing them and kind of pushing them some of these smaller brands that are trying to do some great work and you know with good good looking shoes but also you know really trying hard to make shoes that fit human feet they just don't have that kind of uh, leverage to get out there and really you know make the difference they could so i think what you're doing um in highlighting you know some of these brands and um and just giving people that awareness is is awesome i love before how um a lot of people are just in my head. It's just, um, I think it'd be weird, but it's like an AA meeting. Every time I talk to someone about barefoot <laughs> shoes, it's like, so, you know, I'm, <laughs> I haven't been in shoes for four years. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to clap. I haven't had a, I haven't worn high heels and <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, so you had a lot of foot troubles beforehand. Yeah, I did. I definitely did. Um, and, that's a big part of my work is, is not just the shoes. I really try to talk about how it's really a lifestyle transition because for me, the shoes was not enough. I really need to do my exercise. I still do foot exercises and, you know, I'm very conscious about not sitting so much because that impacts things going on walks every day. Um, and all of that has helped with, with the foot pain, but yes, I, I did have a long, history of um kind of tendonitis and some and then the big toe issue on my right foot and then hip stuff that was probably connected in i don't know chicken or the egg was it the Mm. hip first and then the toe later but um but yeah that was a that was a big uh part of my life for a few years was was foot pain it's funny how and it's like it's how until you know (laughs) You know, you're on that path of what you're told to do and the supportive shoes and the thick soles. And, but once you kind of 
have that kind of awakening, I guess, and start going down that path. And like you said, it's not just as simple as changing your shoes. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to, to correct, you know, posture and movement and things. But once you're on that path, it just, it's a game changer. It just it opens so many more doors to better movement. But the beauty is that then you're not chasing the perfect shoe, right? Like you're not like, oh, this one hasn't got enough support. This one, no, I can't wear that one. That, that heel's, you know, not within my specifications or whatever you've been told to wear or your thought won't fit in that. Once you start correcting your body, then, you know, I guess if you wanted to, like you said, you wear a heel if you have to, and mm-hmm. it's probably not ideal, but is it doing huge damage for the half an hour or so that you wear it? Probably not in the scheme of things, but it's that 99% of the time that you're living in, you know, you've got hundreds of shoes you've reviewed, you've reviewed so there's plenty of choice out mm-hmm. there, you know, to look good and feel good, but then the shoe doesn't become a problem. It's, it's, it takes that whole stress away of trying to find that shoe that's not going to hurt your feet. So when you're looking for, um, for or when you're reviewing shoes, you mentioned a couple before, but what are you looking for? So the, it, the list can be short or long, but the main things Let's are, go long. Okay, let's go long. So completely... <laughs> well, let's start with the, your... So let's give this to your short list. So for those that are just kind of like, all right, I want the top, the top kind of three that just I can stick in my head. But then if you can expand that list for those that kind of really want to get stuck into this and and kind of look for for all the features that that Anya's looking for. Yeah. So the main things, and this is really good for if you want to look if you do want to go into Walmart or Target or or Amazon or, or wherever and you want to try to find a healthy shoe, the main things are completely flat, which people say the term zero drop, because flat means different things to different people. So it doesn't mean the bottom of the shoe is flat. It means that the inside of the shoe is flat. So your heel is as far off the ground as your toes are. Um, So that is zero drop. That is what we mean by completely flat. So you're not on a hill all day. So that's one thing to look for. And I kind of will feel if it's not marketed as zero drop, I will stick my fingers in like this and see, you know, am I is my thumb up higher than my ring finger or does it feel pretty flat? And sometimes you, you don't know for sure, but that's one thing that you want to, you want to always be looking for as completely flat. Then, then probably the next most important would be a wide toe box. And that does not just mean the whole shoe is wide. It means that the toe box in the front of the shoe is shaped like your foot. It's wide enough for your toes, which is something completely different than what the industry considers to be wide. Um, A lot of wide shoes are still really pointy at the toes and they just take the whole shoe and they widen it, but it's still pointy at the toes. So you're looking for toe space primarily. It doesn't need to be wide in the heel. You want to have enough space for your toes to lay flat. And then the third would be flexible. Um, You need to be able to roll up the shoe or bend it or twist it, you know, it needs to move with your foot so that you're getting motion in when you're walking and when you're moving instead of just walking on a plank, because how can your muscles be used if you're walking on a plank all day? So those are the three main ones. Um, If you get a little deeper into it, um, you want to have the shoe secure to your foot. That's a really important one so that you're not slipping out of it because when you're slipping out of your shoe, then you tend to grip it with your toes Mm -hmm. and that can cause problems. So that's why flip-flops or slides aren't considered barefoot, even though they could be completely flat and no support. You you need to be able to not walk out of the shoe. It needs to be secure to your foot. Uh, Oh, I skipped one. Arch support, no arch support. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, were, were you were you getting worried there for a second? <laughs> no, it kind of comes into flat anyway. You know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Things like as a as a quick kind of list. You know, when I think of flat, I think of like you said, flat from toes to heel, but also flat inside. But right. to go deeper, yeah, definitely continue. Yeah, so um, I guess I get it's an important distinction because there are some zero drop shoes that do have arch support like uh, Birkenstocks, for example. 
So zero drop is really important, but you also want to have no arch support um, so that you can use your full range of motion when you're walking because your arch isn't always up. It actually, you know, goes down while you walk. And if you have an arch support, it can't do that. So that's a hard one for some people. That's kind of a sticking point. And that's one thing that I talk through with people about that the arch is a, a muscle or a few muscles. And if we can train other parts of our body to not need support, then why can't we train the muscles of our feet to not need support? So, um, so the arch support is one that I used to need. And then by training my feet, I no longer needed it. So no arch support mm-hmm. is a, a tenet of natural footwear. Secure to your foot and then toe spring. So toe spring is where the front of the shoe curves up underneath your toes. And I consider it toe spring if it doesn't flatten out when you stand on it. So it might have a little curve when you're not on it, but if you stand on it and it flattens out, then that's good. Um, Shoes can have that because if they're really stiff, then you can't walk in it if there's no toe spring because you have to kind of be able to roll through it. So that's why some shoes do have a lot of toe spring. You kind of you want to keep an eye out for that because it can lift your toes up, which can just put some extra pressure on the bottom of your feet and can be irritating. Um, and just long term isn't really natural um, for our feet to be like that all day every day. So that's the that's the longer list. Cushion um, is another thing. Ground feel is a, another barefoot term that a lot of people use. Can you feel the rocks that you step on underneath your foot, which is really great for your nervous system, for your proprioception, and it also helps the the fine muscles, the intrinsic muscles in your feet to get going. Um, So there's no set um, requirement for thickness, but the more you get used to that barefoot feeling, then I find that you really prefer it over time. And I personally, if I'm in thick shoes, then I miss that ground. You know, I miss the, the texture and uh, I feel a little bit more disconnected. So that, that helps um, with balance and, you know, it just helps you be a little bit more stable when you're really close to the ground and, and can feel it. Um, and I think that that's pretty much it. Pretty much. The only one, other one I'd throw in there that I look for is the shape of the heel okay personally like that's just something that i over time um i've started to just get a little bit more strict on in my own shoes Mm -hmm. um so you know the back of some shoes and all my shoes are out of reach right now but um you know how a lot of them are kind of squared off so they kind of like Mm -hmm. this around the heel like a heel stabilizer well, it's just the shape of shoes. So even a barefoot yeah. shoe, some of them mm-hmm. um, are still kind of almost squared off at the heel. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> now, where others like Vivo barefoot, for instance, they're more rounded. You'll see they're kind of they're more beveled on the sides. Yeah. So, and again, this is just me being super pedantic about my feet, but mm-hmm. I've found for me personally, some are okay, but some of those squared off ones where that material kind of squares off, that little corner can just start getting a little bit harder than, than if it was round. And I've found personally just, but again, it's me being super picky. When my foot lands, it throws me into kind of pronation a millisecond quicker than if I didn't have that, where my foot can kind of feel and roll down a little yes. more smoothly. So for me and my kids, I'm always looking for that sort of extra beveled kind of feel. Um, and I find you get more feeling just through that lateral heel as you, you know, you were saying before, proprioception and feeling the really big part of this. For me, just having that bit of feel as I hit the ground where it has that little bit of extra kind of corner, I find that bit of material in the corner just sometimes blocks a bit of that feel for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I've been doing this for a long time too. And even just being in a, in a Vivo barefoot shoe, to me, feels nowhere near as nice as being barefoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to, to have my, the, the nerves exposed to me getting like texture and feeling, like that is next level. That is 
you know, you are feeling every step and as you're connected to every step, you put a shoe on regardless of what it is and it still slightly changes your gait. You lose a bit of that feeling. There's been some research done where they've shown that um, it doesn't matter what you put on your feet, you mm. will lengthen your stride. I was oh. in the more support, cushioning, blah, blah, blah. That stride gets longer. But once something's on your feet, you tend to stride a little bit longer, which is funny and interesting. But, you know, that's the only other one that, you know, from my point of view, I'd throw in there that sometimes I look for. But, but that's getting, like, pretty, pretty picky when you start looking for, you know, the, the shape of the yeah. heel. But that's just something I'd like to throw in just for, you know, what we're talking about reviewing shoes. That's just one other thing you may want to consider and just and feel for yourself. Just you'll feel differences in shoes and sometimes materials. You know, mm-hmm. when you really get into this, sometimes the littlest thing you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel this is feels a little bit different in my foot now. Or but that's cool, right? It's having that awareness of um what feels nice on your foot. It's like a shirt. You know, you right. wear a shirt that's kind of too tight or a weird material that doesn't let you kind of move right you're like eh, i'll wear it i'm not gonna wear it for long because this feels a bit yuck but other times you're like yeah. perfectly fitting shirt it feels nice and you'll it'll probably be part of your daily daily run of shirts because it just feels right you know it just sort of fits you and i find the more you get into this barefoot stuff the more shoes become that yeah it's, for um, sure yeah, and yeah, i think sorry yeah i, oh, okay, I yeah. agree with that for sure um i think that that a lot of people end up finding their preferences and realizing just those exact same things that it's almost like redefining what comfort is for footwear because like you weren't almost like we were taught not to feel our feet before and not to, to really consider our feet could be comfortable in shoes. And mm-hmm. once you open that door and you realize, Oh, actually my shoes don't have to squish my feet and then they can fit really well. Then you get, pretty particular and I'm the same way and I know a lot of people who are in barefoot shoes for a while they they learn what it feels like to be barefoot and so then they're trying to find the shoe that that really lets them feel like they yeah. are barefoot and it's no longer um non-negotiable you know I mean it's no longer uh not an option to to be comfortable like it's it's a requirement <laughs> so that's that's really what it is is finding um, finding the shoe that's right for you, but kind of going at it with with the uh, the tools to know what to look for. But ultimately, you know, every foot's different, and every foot's shaped differently, and everybody's mm. preferences are different. And and uh, and so that's why it's nice to have um, reviews, you know, to help orient you, and also just getting to know what uh, what different brands offer. Yeah, and even just hearing about the different brands, like I said before. You know, like we said earlier, sometimes it's just hard to find those these new brands, and you'll find a new one and be like, "Oh, that looks awesome!" And it's finally that that kind of it might still be all the features you just said, and there's other shoes that fit that category. But finally, there's that one shoe that kind of looks like your normal shoe you would have yeah. worn before, and then it's like, "Yes, like it's <laughs> I can look normal again." Yeah, I don't have to wear, to wear five figure shoes, right? Uh, so what? I mean, you, you said before, you know, you had pain, pain went away um, through some work and, and barefoot shoes, but what are some of the big benefits, um, you know, that you would kind of tell people they may experience and, and that you personally felt and have seen change over these years being out of a traditional shoe? Well, there are so many. Um, I feel besides feeling just more capable all the time. I mean, I think that might be the biggest one is that I used to be so uncomfortable when I would go places where I had to dress up or, or, um, going to work every day or going on a date. And I just, I feel like when we are wearing shoes that are restrictive, it really translates to our whole body you know, we sit more, we sit still more, we're less likely to, you know, climb a tree with our kids, we're less likely to even just like laugh, I don't know, just like feeling restricted everywhere, because our bodies Mm. are restricted. So I feel a lot more freedom, which I mean, that's maybe that sounds kind of weird and and hippie-ish, but I really have noticed that 
now I'm just more comfortable all the time. And because I'm more comfortable, I'm more adventurous. I'm doing more things. I feel just more at ease. And like I breathe, you know, I'm breathing deeper, like little things that you don't realize when you're uncomfortable, you're just kind of um, on edge a little bit. So yeah, I think that that's... Is constant stress. Yeah. It's it, it, like some it, sort it, of discomfort, stress. Yeah. So that's definitely one. Um, visually, I have some images that I've shared on my website and on social media that my feet are quite a bit more muscular. Like you just, I mean, like you can look down and see that they looked so atrophied before mm. and they're just so much stronger. And I can feel that with literally every step. Like I just feel so much more stable, so much more grounded. And, uh, and that feeling is really comforting. Like it's just really nice to, to feel more confident with every step. I have better balance. Like in the winter, I slip less. You know, I'm a, I'm a lot more sure-footed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I live in Iowa. It's really mm-hmm. icy here. And um, I, I just can manage the ice so much better now because I'm so much more sure-footed and my balance is better. Do you find so you that, react quicker as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I react quicker and it's not like I'm going to like, you know, do really awkward like like I'm falling uh, for five minutes, you know, trying to recover from an ice slip and then I throw out my back, you know, things that used to happen before that I'm just a lot uh, more light on my feet and I feel Mm. more competent. I found that with, um, I mean, I live in near the beach, so we don't deal with ice all that often. Um, Although I do go down the snowfields quite a bit, so I can, I, I know what you're saying. I've had that experience too with, that sure-footedness on the ice. But the big one I noticed, um, and my oldest son's seven now, but back when he was little, Lego used to kill me. Lego was like, that would bring you to your knees. (laughs) And the more barefoot I went and started reacting quicker, I could, you know, in the middle of the night, hit a bit of Lego and boom, I'd be off that Lego that quick without putting all my weight through it. It's amazing. You become like a Lego ninja. So I know it's... (laughs) I know what you mean about, um, yeah, being sort of more light-footed and, and you do react quicker, which is mm-hmm. part of it, right? That's, and even with the barefoot shoes or being completely barefoot, having that sensation going through your feet all the time, your brain is getting, it's like a sixth sense, you know, where your brain's getting this extra feedback that it's designed to get but that we block normally with shoes. Right. All of a sudden it's like, And that's probably like what you're saying, that whole feeling of like freedom. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you can use your eyes and ears not as much because all of a sudden you can use your feet to start trusting what's under you as well, which is kind of a weird concept, but it's once you experience it, it's, you can really start trusting your feet more. And that's where that balance and sure-footedness all starts to really ramp up. Yeah. And I feel like balance um, is a really big, important factor in quality of life that we Mm. don't really talk about very much and having better balance it has has really affected that feeling of freedom and feel freedom of movement and just being able to manage my life better like carrying the groceries or carrying my kids you know just feeling stronger from the ground up things like my alignment is much better um my posture is better and um i think you know, back pain is better, things like that, that, that have been a result of, of being never in restrictive shoes anymore. That that's, that's definitely something that I've experienced too. Yeah. And there's pictures on your website of your posture and that's a, you can see there's a big noticeable improvement between your posture before versus after. And obviously you've done a lot of work. Like we said before, it's not just the shoes that change. Yeah. Everything that's important to get across. Um, but, yeah, your posture is much more aligned. It's, yeah, it's- I definitely had um, some pretty bad posture before. And you're right, though. It was, it was definitely a combination of the footwear, but also the working hard on the exercises and the lifestyle. But that's why it's called the barefoot movement and the barefoot lifestyle is it's, it's really a lot more than shoes. Yeah. But once you go down that route, you know, once you start thinking that way, then it just feels impossible 
to wear anything other than barefoot shoes now that I've had that freedom. Yeah. There's there's been a few times over the years where I've like put on an old jogger I had just to mow the lawn or something because my barefoot shoes weren't there. And like it's literally within minutes that it just feels horrible. Like straight away it doesn't feel right. But then, you know, I had a knee injury a long time ago and as soon as I put a shoe on that's not flat anymore and doesn't have enough kind of flexibility for my feet to do what they're meant to do, my knee plays up. Like it tells yeah. me really quick. It's just interesting yeah. that my treatment initially back when I did my knee was like you're saying, right? It's the supportive shoes, the orthosis, you know, support, support, support. And my knee never really got better until I started same as your path, you know, fixing my body, getting out of the heeled shoes and my knee's sweet until I do something silly. Yeah. <laughs> like wear, wear the wrong shoe. Um, yeah, I totally right. noticed that too. When, when I am ever in stiff shoes or thick shoes and it's like suddenly what my feet were doing before, they stopped doing. So then the rest of my body takes a beating. You know, my knees yeah. start getting it more, my hips, because my feet are no longer stabilizing me. And we kind of, I mean, we're taught it as kids, you know, the knee bones connected to the every bone kind of song that we used to sing as kids. But until you start, like, the foot's always neglected. Mm-hmm. Right? We kinda, like you said before, we lock it up, we support it. And that happens from a really early age. We're conditioned to put shoes on as toddlers normally. And if you're in the cold climate, like you said, it's probably even earlier. You start having to wear a shoe to try and keep your feet warm and away from the ice. But when you start going down this path, you really start to realize just how connected everything is and how, um, you know, when you, once you start fixing things, yeah, just to change the heel on your shoe or not have as much feeling through your feet, how it can affect your whole body. Like it's not even just the foot that the shoes are affecting. It's literally a whole body experience. It can throw everything out. It can change how muscles fire, how joints move. Um, mm-hmm. posture like we saw in, on your photos on your website you can change everything it's amazing yeah it really is so with um shoes being your expertise tell us about some of the different types of shoes so are there shoes for every occasion or are we kind of still stuck with certain things where we have to go back to traditional shoes like have you found pretty well barefoot shoes for most occasions yeah so this is one of my big pushes and big areas of research that's Mm -hmm. a combination of research but also just trying to get more people in this field so that we can have shoes for every occasion healthy shoes for every occasion but i will say that you whoever is watching this right now is probably unaware of how many options there are, that there really are a lot of ways to keep your feet aligned and flat and, you know, with space for your toes. When you go to work, when you go to a wedding, there are some uh, zero drop work boots, you know, there's waterproof shoes, muck boots, rain boots, rubber rain boots. Um, There's men's dress shoes, There's just a whole bunch of types of shoes that meet these requirements that are just kind of spread out all over the world, really. So I have done a lot of research in trying to collect them into one place so that people can find what they're looking for, whether that's, I mean, for a lot of people, it is affordable um, because some barefoot shoes are pretty expensive and they're all small businesses. So, you know, they've got completely different world than big corporate, you know, their margins, their costs are higher. So their shoes are more expensive. Um, So affordable shoes, like I have done a lot of research to help people find if that's what you need, if that's your barrier, then, you know, let's remove it. Let's find uh, affordable, healthy footwear near you. Sometimes that's also an issue, you know, near you in the world, um, something close to you. Uh, And then dress shoes is another one that a lot of people have said, oh, I cannot find anything dressy enough for this, or it looks ridiculous and I don't want to wear it. Um, So I've put a lot of time into finding alternatives that match 
popular shoes, popular styles, mm. and what's a bare, what's a healthy alternative to it that that won't be causing the damage but still essentially performs the same function. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is all over your website. So I'll ask a few questions now. But for those of you who have, you know, specific shoes that you're looking for or requirements, like jump on Anya's website and have a look because there is, there is that much on there that, like, even if you're not looking for shoes, like, it's worth having a look at just what's out there um, and the different styles and, and fashion, you know, type of look of shoes. Um, because, like she just said, there is that much out there that, it will start to blow your mind when, you know, most of us start, are starting to get an understanding of some of the bigger barefoot shoe brands. You know, there's a bit more of a push now with some certain brands that are getting a bit more um, coverage, I guess, from, from the barefoot world. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there are a lot of other little brands or um, maybe even brands that aren't trying to be barefoot that have mm-hmm. kind of nailed it anyway. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, like you just said, affordable ones. So yeah, jump on there and just see what's there and see what starts to take your fancy and, and you know, explore because at the end of the day, it will help you stick on this path because, yeah, like you just said, whether it's finance is a barrier or a certain type of looking shoe that you need is the barrier, then generally there's kind of something for everyone. The big question I get a lot, um, well, there's two in regards to boots. Mm-hmm. One's around winter boots, which we're starting to see a lot more of mm-hmm. now. But can you just give us a couple of um, examples? And again, I, like for the whole thing, jump on Anya's website. Like this is literally just a, you know, a snippet and a little bit of like, oh, you know, there are this is out there. Like, <laughs> but jump on to see all of what's there. So winter boots, they yeah. exist, right? <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that I live in, in the Midwest and it's very, very cold. And, uh, I wrote a really in-depth blog post about winter boots this season that covers some really warm options. I mean, like we're talking like minus 50, minus four, you know, minus 30 Fahrenheit, uh, stuff for that type of weather. Um, it can be expensive if you have that extreme, but there's waterproof and there's cold proof. Um, my personal favorite is a brand called Staker. It is a U.S. brand, but I mm-hmm. do have other international brands, um, depending on where you are in the world, listed. And that's what I wear when it's minus 30 Fahrenheit um, here, because I want to be able to go out on a walk. You know, I don't, I don't want to, yeah. I, I don't want to be limited because of my footwear choices to a sedentary lifestyle. You know, that doesn't make sense, right? We want to be able to go out in the winter. Um, and still have our feet moving naturally. So yes, there are winter boot options. And I do have that at AniasReviews.com. I have a, a, a list and it's, I have a list and reviews so that you can figure out, you know, which one might be right for your particular type of climate. Yeah, perfect. You wouldn't just Wim Hof it? <laughs> <laughs> no? I, see, I see all these pictures of people walking outside in the snow and, you know, I love to be barefoot, but I'm not really that interested in doing that. <laughs> no, I did. I did a a couple of years ago. We did a workshop here, and the guy that was running it, he's a lifeguard over here in Australia. And leading up to, it, he's like, "You know, you're gonna like jump into it." And I was like, "Oh no, no!" And as we were closer, I kept sending him photos of me in my wetsuit, saying, "I'm ready." <laughs> he's like, "No, no wetsuits." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the cold. So winter boots are definitely a. Uh, would be a goal for me as well. I've actually just received the field grounds patrol. Yeah. So we're on the tail end of summer here. So I've still got what two, three, oh, three months, whatever before I'll be back down the, the snowfields here. So I'm, I can't wait to, to see what they're like. They, they feel nice so far. Yeah. On. Have, you, have you seen them yet? No, mine are lost in the mail somewhere. So I haven't gotten ah. my controls yet. But those are great because um, they're vegan and some people are looking for specifically vegan shoes. So I do also have a bunch of resources for vegan barefoot shoes, including ultra warm vegan barefoot winter boots, which is kind of pretty niche. But um, what are they? Say that again. Uh, vegan barefoot winter boots. Yeah. 
That's very nice. The warm ones. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a few like one brand that makes a really good one is Soul Runner. A German okay. brand. Yeah. Um, they've got a really warm vegan boot. So so there are even those options if you need. Nice. Steel caps. This is one that so we're in Australia. Mm-hmm. The amount of guys that I see like in the clinic and, and then even just online people asking, you know, we have a lot of a lot of tradies over here that need to wear steel caps on mm-hmm. site. So H and S obviously. Um are there steel cap shoes? I know you've mentioned um, we've had some to and fro's on Instagram before, and you've, you've said there are. What steel cap boots do you know? This is a big question I get a lot. And yeah. do you know of any that may be accessible here in Australia? <laughs> yes. So one that I know is accessible in Australia is actually a Birkenstock brand and it does come with an insole. So you would want to remove that to be zero drop and no arch support, but it has a really, really good anatomical toe box. And it is called the Birkenstock QS 700. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are a few other options that are available on Amazon. I do not know if they're available on Australia's wherever, whatever you guys use. I know there's a bunch well, of- Typically different- we can use Amazon okay. and it does ship to Australia normally. Okay. Most, most normally it's just some of the bigger brands, some of the um, really big brands may not let people ship to Australia or you know out of each regions. But yeah. in my experience, a lot of shoes you can you can get from overseas. So there's a, a shoe called the Caterpillar brand. It's the Caterpillar Broad. Mm-hmm. And that one is zero drop and steel toe and safety rated. Um, it doesn't have a very wide toe box, so it comes in wide. I've actually had these in person. I, I wrote a comparison contrast review on work boots and mm-hmm. I ordered like 10 of them <laughs> and yeah. had them shipped to me and I tried them all out. And um, so, um, so I know firsthand um, how these fit. So these ones aren't very wide in the toe box, but they are zero drop and you can get them in a wide width, which is not a barefoot wide width. It's an industry standard wide width. So it kind of widens the whole shoe. Yeah. But you getting rid of that heel in a work boot is still a big improvement over some options. And then there is a, another one from Keen that I do not know if it's available in Australia. You guys, you're... Um, People can search for it if they want mm-hmm. to. Anyone who's listening, yeah, it's called the Keen Destin. Um, it's not available in the U.S. anymore, oh, but it's it not. is. Okay. Yeah, you can find it somewhere else. Is somewhere else? Place. Sorry, mumbling over here. You can <laughs> find it elsewhere. Um, that one is also steel toe, safety rated, and has a really great uh, toe box shape and is flat. I have the full post at onnewsreviews.com. You can, if you type in work boots in the search bar, it will come up. Yeah, and there are some others. There's a couple composite toe options if you don't need full steel, but you, the composite is okay. Um, and then there are a few others that I tested that have the steel toe on that post. But, the, but my top pick would be Birkenstock QS700. It's got a really great, nice wide toe box. Yeah, I'll have to check if we can get that here because, yeah, that's definitely something that's a big challenge here or has been for people here. A lot of guys have been using the, um, the what are they called, the Dunlop Volley steel-toed shoe. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they're better than a lot of the boots, but still not ideal. So I'll be really yeah. interested to see if I can um, check out these, these Birkenstock ones. What do you think yeah. of um, the old traditional Birkenstocks? So I wore Birkenstocks a lot. I, I'm originally from California, and so yeah. those are really popular there. And, um, you know, they have some good things about them. They do have a nice wide toe box, but they are, they've got some serious art support. Um, so I think of them as a good shoe if you need our support and you want to transition away from it, you know, it can maybe have a place for you, but, um, but 
if it has an insole and you want to remove it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you probably, you probably want to remove it. You're probably on that, yeah. no. on that mission of trying to find um, more natural moving shoes. Yeah, I'd be removed. I'd personally remove them. Yes, they're so um, stiff, so stiff and, and so supportive and, you know. And look, they have their place for certain certain conditions and things, but if you're on this path of, of trying to move your feet more, then, yeah, it would be a wise idea to look at taking them out. Um, one more question on boots. Mm-hmm. This one's probably a little bit more selfish. Do you know of any barefoot, more barefootish snowboard boots? <laughs> Ooh, well, have you looked at the Zero Alpine Zero shoes for a snowboard Alpine. boot on the snowboard? Well, it's a boot that can be clipped in, right? Or does it have to be bought as a whole package? No, they clip into a binding. Because those ones, I know that people are clipping them into um, what do they call them? The claws, the like the snowshoeing. Oh yeah, yeah. That people are using those boots. They work well with those types of things. I don't know right. if that's right. Yeah, I have to check because I mean, not yeah. that you're really bending your foot a whole lot on the snow, but I kind of it's more the width of the the front that's something that I try and look for. So I'm not squishing my toes yeah. too much in the mountains, but sometimes that's easier said than done. A lot of them are, you know, pretty snug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. Um, one other thing I'd love to ask and just have a quick chat about is school shoes, right? Like, obviously, I'm passionate about getting the next generation, you know, more aware and, and thinking differently about their feet. Mm-hmm. If we can change the next generation, then there'd just be less kind of resistance to, to pushing this forward if, if there's more... Um, you know, a change in thinking around what feet need to have. School shoes, um, now there are definitely options out there. Do you see this as an important stepping stone in, you know, the change in human movement in the coming generations? And what are a few kind of school shoe options that you really, really like just for those parents at home looking for, you know, how they can kind of start making some changes with, with their children? Yeah, absolutely. I am very also passionate about children because it really is. I mean, kids are the future, as cheesy as it sounds, they they really are. Mm. And so if we can prevent them from these issues because they've always lived the lifestyle and they've always had the, the right footwear or no footwear, then that can just make such a big difference for them. So with my own kids, I, I'm really passionate about that. And I appreciate that there are options so that they don't feel um, restricted so that I'm not forcing it on them. I then can say, here, look at these shoes. You know, I don't take them to the shoe store. I say, here are your options, you know, and I show them several and they pick what they like, but they're all meet my requirements for healthy footwear. So there, fortunately, there are a lot of options for kids. Um, There are a lot of there is a big price range. So that's one thing to consider is that Mm. it can be hard to spend barefoot shoe prices on kids. So I have two posts that are really meant for parents. Um, One is just our all-time favorite kid shoes that talks about what I look for in a shoe for kids and then goes over what our favorites are that my kids wear. Mm -hmm. So a few of them, we love Splay Athletics. Yep. That is a, a U.S. brand. Um, there's Paper Crane, which is an Australian brand. Yeah. Um, there's Wildling Shoes is another one we love. Mookie Shoes. There's quite a few. Um, so if you head to the, the website and go to the kids section, that post is on there. And there's play shoes, there's boots, and there's sandals and, and water shoes. So I usually get my kids each uh, summer shoe an everyday sneaker style, and then a winter boot just to kind of keep the cost down, you know, so there's just one shoe and, and they can wear it all the time. Yeah. And then the second post for parents that I have that is, uh, it's an affordable barefoot shoes for mm-hmm. kids post. 
And that is by age and size range and also by price. So that can really help if you have a specific budget and then you just go to that section and they've all been vetted to be zero drop and um, you know broken down into sandals, shoes, and boots so you can find what you're looking for. So if that is a barrier for you, you know, go there um, because you know, it is important uh, for, for those kids. And it's been really fun to, to do this work with, I have kids and, and they help me review my shoe, review the shoes yeah. and they're wearing them. And I talk to them about what I'm doing. And my oldest boy is now he'll pick up a shoe and he'll be like, Oh, you know, this shoe, it doesn't roll up. It's not, it's not very flexible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a little connoisseur of what makes a good shoe um, but it's it's important to talk about that with your kids and and if you talk to them about it when they're young, then they will notice the difference themselves, how they can move when they're wearing the the right shoes. you know they can run faster, they can climb trees, they can you know do they can be more agile on their feet, they mm. can play tag and and not trip and so um so I think it's it's a good discussion to have, and it's it doesn't have to be difficult. That's what, that's my goal is to try to make it as easy as possible. It's like talking about healthy food with kids, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's just a conversation that kind of comes up. It's like, well, sure you can have that, but it's not that healthy. You know, maybe this is a better option. Um, right. Feet are the same. And yeah, I guess, you know, our kids are lucky, right? Cause we kind of live and breathe this. That's so kind of probably all they know. I think they really can feel it. Mm. 100%. Like, my, like, when they can, they get their shoes off. They'll skate barefoot. They want to climb. Yep. It'd be like putting gloves on them all the time, you know. They just know it doesn't feel right. If you have to, for protection, to pick something hot up, you do it. But you're not going to wear that all the time because it just feels weird. It feels restrictive, you know. So feet are the same. Once kids have that freedom and, and that awareness of how it feels and how they can use their feet to really improve their movement and get more out of their movement, it becomes just you know, you're taking something away if you, if you lock that foot up. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll find a lot of kids really, um, you know, intuitively like being in barefoot type of shoes anyway. It's just that we condition kids really early and then that becomes the norm, unfortunately. So, yeah. you know, don't be scared to, to play around with barefoot shoes and kids or um, just let your kids be barefoot. Yeah. You know, it's not as I bad as we've been conditioned to believe. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that. There is some deconditioning there for, mm. for kids and for adults for when I it's, think it's the adults to be barefoot. Yeah. It's the adults that, that condition the kids that yeah. it's, not, it's not okay to be barefoot. And, um, I've really tried to decondition myself from that cultural, mm. you know, viewpoint that, Oh, it's not okay to be barefoot here, but to think, well, is it okay? To, I mean, I'm at the park or I'm walking around my neighborhood. Isn't it just fine to be barefoot? You know, what, what's wrong? Really, it may look a little funny, but, but really, what's the problem? And yeah. asking that question a little bit more frequently has opened up a lot more opportunities for me and my kids to be barefoot and to, to really benefit from that. I guess the um, one issue that I think may become a problem, I don't know how I'll deal with it if it happens, is maybe those teenage years where where fashion really becomes a, a big part of, you know, teenage culture where they've got to fit in with the other kids. Um, at the moment, I'm lucky I don't have to deal with that. He's, yeah. My oldest is seven and at the moment he just knows what feels good and how he can skate better in barefoot shoes. So he's happy to, you know, to, to wear them. Um, and he's, no one's, yeah, but I wonder... As I guess that'll be another conversation to have in a few years. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, are there more kind of teen fashion barefoot type shoes available? Have you found or have you looked? Yeah. So there definitely are. And for adults, I mean, I speak mainly to adults, not, not teens, but I, mm. I have a lot of mothers and fathers who are dealing with these same types of issues with yeah. kids who, want to look cool and uh, who may not want to choose goofy barefoot looking shoes. Mm. Um, so, but there definitely are quite a few options that bridge those smaller sizes, brands like Feelgrounds that has um, mm. those 
that you were talking about, you know, they go down a a lot of 10 to 12 year olds can fit into field grounds shoes and um, they look totally cool, totally normal. So there, there are quite a lot. Mookie shoes is another one that just like simple sneakers, but they go down to smaller sizes that, that fit usually preteens and, um, and they're able to, to feel totally fine. Um, just personally, I spend a lot of effort doing just that, that it works for adults and for teenagers, finding those shoes that make people feel like they're not any different. You know, they're not being weird. Yeah. They're not making a statement. They don't, you know, some people don't want to be weird. Some people just want to fit right in and be comfortable and have healthy feet. Yeah. And I think that it's important to, to recognize that we'll reach more people if we can present them with those types of options and you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to fit in. Um, so I totally love finding those options that look awesome, that look just like the mainstream popular version, Mm. but are totally barefoot and, and that's super fun. And thankfully there are a lot of brands that are popping up that are kind of trying to hit that, fill that gap for people so that they can feel great and look great in their shoes. Yeah, which is so important. Well, I think the work you're doing is amazing. I think it's, yeah, there's a massive calling for this. Um, you know, for those of you listening in, like you'd be crazy not to jump on and just continually check in with Anya's site. Um, yeah, for the latest, you know, fashion type shoes too. If that's an issue if you have teenage kids or even some littler kids or adults, you know, a big part of it is how it looks, not just how it feels. So, you know, I think what you're doing to start highlighting what's available is such a, you know, a great thing for this um, kind of barefoot movement. And, and, you know, like you just said, then just giving people those options to fit in, but still start making better choices with what they're putting on their feet or their kids' feet or their parents' feet or <laughs> whoever's feet they're going on just to have all these different, um, you know, options available is, is amazing. So thank you for, for all this hard work you're doing. I'm sure for those of you listening in, just from listening to Anya, um, then and how it's all categorized and like it hurts my head just how organized <laughs> that is. You know, like how does that happen? How do you get all these shoes and categorize and you're amazing um, to have done that and to continue to do this. So you know, I'm glad that I've now got somewhere where I can, um, you know, refer people to to look at this stuff because I don't have the brain capacity to do <laughs> what you do. So, so I think this is amazing. Um, it's funny, like Anya and I are part of um, the Healthy Foot Alliance. Together, we we pretty much see each other most um, weeks online, and this is probably the most we've ever chatted because normally it's at three thirty a.m. my time, and I'm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm barely awake and when someone asks me a question, they might get a couple of words out of me. So it's been really fun um, actually having a proper chat with you today with my eyes completely open. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm impressed you make it to those meetings at all, honestly. <laughs> uh, look, some weeks, you know, a lot of me, like you would have seen, there's been a few weeks that I um, <laughs> sleep through my alarm. Yeah, I, would, I probably would be doing that too. Depends on the day I've had before, but... But it's fun, and I'm, I'm really glad to glad to have you know been able to connect with you. Um, yeah, I mean, not obviously through this podcast, but um, you know, now being part of that and, and hearing more about what you do, and you know, you were on my radar before, but the more I've kind of more into my radar, it's just amazing what you're doing, and yeah, and I've, I've been getting a lot of people to check out um, what you do. I think yeah, it's fantastic. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we? to wrap up? No, I don't think so. I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I, I, I do agree. If you have questions about barefoot shoes, if you're looking for a barefoot shoe, I'm happy to answer. I've probably already written about it. So go to onusreviews.com, check it out. Um, if you don't find the kind of shoe you're looking for, I'm always happy to answer emails and help people find it because, you know, this is what this is how I'm trying to help out in the barefoot movement is just getting people in the better shoes so mm. that they can start on that path so that they can start getting their, their feet happier. 
and feel free to keep sending those messages through, um, like, like Anya said, to, to herself or for those of you who have messaged me or, or do have questions about shoes, feel free because I love being able to tag Anya in it because then, <laughs> then I learn from it when she, um, when she responds to some of these questions that, that I don't know um, the answer to or what's available. So, so I, I love being in the loop with this because I'm learning so much. Uh, more about what's available too. There's, there's much more than I even realised um, was out there. So for those of you, where can people find you, Anya? So there's anyasreview.com. Anyasreviews.com. Dot com. Is the website. I'll put that then, in the link below as well uh, in the show notes. For those of you who want to find Anya, I'll have links to her there. And then your social media, where can people find you on social media? Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube and also Pinterest. Um, and it's all Anya's Reviews is the name for all mm-hmm. of those channels. Um, on my social media, I'm posting regularly about new brand highlights, small business highlights, you know, seasonal stuff. And then the website has the really in-depth reviews and the shoe list and the guides to finding, finding your perfect shoe, really. Yeah, I definitely recommend following Anya on um, social media too because, yeah, there's constantly things popping up just to, I mean, you know what you like. I'm, I'm the same. It's, you don't go to people's websites weekly. Mm-hmm. So it's great to kind of, you know, have that popping up in the feed and, and then there'll be something that will kind of grab your attention you can jump back to the website and you kind of read that more in depth. So so jump on and follow um, Anya's reviews on, on whatever platform you're on. Um, but otherwise, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and answering, um, you know, a, a snippet of the billion questions I have about um, <laughs> what footwear is available. But but it's all on your website, um, so jump on it and read more and more and more. But yeah, thank you so much for for joining us today, Anya. Thank you, Paul. It was great to be here. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.